itch. So if somebody's been telling you and you have such congested skin, that could be because of dry skin. That could be because you've got so much oil production on your skin that it doesn't clear off because oil is very good at keeping things in and it's very good at keeping things out. And so if it keeps things in and keeps things out, then you're not getting the proper treatment on your face that your skin needs to be able to be nourished from the outside. So you could have a dry skin problem. You could also have an oily problem and that can cause clogged pores. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We are going to dig in first with our five-star review of the week, and the person who sent us this review is JMF JM Flett, maybe? I don't know. It's J. hard M. to Flett? these yeah. these iTunes names are really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just we're just leaning into it. But thank you for your <laughs> review. Um, it says in love hearing the new skin type podcasts. As a beauty counter consultant who really joined just for the mission, it has been so helpful to learn about the different skin types from an expert. This will be so great to recommend products to better achieve outcomes in a much safer way. Oh. I love that. I love That's that. Just... I love that. I love that. Thank you for your review. We really appreciate you. And I do want to say like we are fully aware that we have lots of beauty counter consultants who listen to this podcast and mm-hmm. we love you, but we also want these episodes to be very accessible for people who are trying to find solutions for themselves. Yes. So while we see it's a huge resource for you guys, our immediate intention is to just provide solutions for people who are going through these skin issues and who are seeking out help and are kind of at their wits end with trying to find a solution that works for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And you guys know from the previous skin typing episodes that we've done, like Genevieve is always suggesting lots of different products, not just beauty counter. She's always being true and honest about what she thinks is right for each skin type, which is incredibly important in that product recommendation section. Um, Oftentimes it is beauty counter for various reasons, but what we love is high quality <laughs> products that are going to help you achieve those great outcomes in a much safer way, exactly as our reviewer said to us. So thank Yay. you for your five-star review. We so appreciate you. Um, if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please go hop on the podcast app, click over, leave us a review. We would be so grateful. It's actually in the iTunes app. I always say that wrong. Um, (laughs) um, You can also leave us a review in Spotify. Um, Leave us a rating there. We're in Spotify. And we also would love to collect some questions from you for the podcast. So some of these skin typing episodes or any of the episodes that we've done have prompted some additional questions that you'd like us to answer. Go to rebelheartradio.com slash ask and submit your questions or comments to the podcast there too. 
All right, girl, what is up with you this week? So I feel like we're being thrust into fall. (laughs) I know it doesn't feel like it feels like such a quick transition from summer to fall to me because fall around the Pacific Northwest is a long season. (laughs) And so I think when it comes on, I'm like, oh, here it is. Okay. But uh, what comes with it is cold and flu season or at least the introduction of it for me Mm -hmm. and it's been all of a sudden like I went from everybody's healthy to like all three of my family members besides me are sick husband Mm -hmm. came home early from work kid came from school early I'm going whoa okay and I'm seeing friends around me getting sick and friends on social media even and I'm it's just putting me in a place of like okay it's time for some immune boosting supplements and like Mm -hmm. food and and nourishing and I'm I'm reminded that I need to go back and listen to our cold and flu episodes because I those were that was my mainstay like sometimes I had that just like up and looking at our show notes to remind myself of things that needed to be done yes and I felt like we recovered faster last year Mm -hmm. I don't think we got sick less but I felt like the recovery rate was a lot faster for us than it's been in the past. There's been times where my kiddos get sick and they are flatlined for like a solid week. And this time I felt like there was a better bounce back. And so I'm all about like, let's start this body, like aiding the body's immune system process mm-hmm. before crap hits the fan. <laughs> so I feel like I'm really living heavy in that space. Like kiddo came home early from school while we were recording and I immediately like pulled out bone broth soup and yeah, was like, girl. yeah, you did. we don't know exactly what's going on with you. And so we're just going to go for nourishing. I don't have anything specific for you. So here's some bone broth soup. And so <laughs> I just made sure I added a few things to it that she would enjoy. There's a little bit of um, this one wasn't wasn't homemade. It was kettle and fire. Does that sound right? Oh, yeah. Kettle and fire. They have yep. a. It is a butternut squash chicken bone broth soup. And then I put a little bit of peas in it because she, she doesn't like when soup doesn't have any substance to it. <laughs> I think the texture is a little like yucky for her. Oh. And so anyway, it's just wonderful to feel like I've got this arsenal behind me instead of just like, well, let's hope it doesn't get worse. <laughs> you got you so, got stuff in your toolkit to use. Yes. It feels really good to do that. I mean, that's a huge part of my tunis is, is I just want to nourish and care for those around me and I made sure to make extra because my husband also came early came home early from work and I was like soups on the stove babe (laughs) going back to recording (laughs) bye bye and uh, but it felt really really good to have those things in my arsenal and I'm it's reminding me okay it's time to check my systems Mm -hmm. do I have elderberry do I have zinc do I have more bone broth in my arsenal like do I have all these things that I know helped us or I, I did newly last year that I felt like helped so I'm, well, I'm excited to feel like I've got some actionable things to do just be prepared but yeah but yes yes I feel for much more prepared than I have in the past um but I'm also feeling like okay I feel like I'm taking a deep breath and going let it begin <laughs> like because <laughs> oh, with man. my son's autoimmune condition um winter is really tough yeah. on his body yeah and so uh I struggle a little bit of like 
feeling like anxiety about going into this season because it's hard to balance all the things. He's a very active kid. He's doing all-star baseball right now. He's He'll be 10 in January. Try telling a very active, almost 10-year-old boy that he can't play a sport he loves or that he can't go to a birthday party or that he shouldn't participate in PE that day. Like that is not easy. <laughs> no. And so, and, and also like informing those that care for him all day long, like what he's going to be walking into in this time of year. And like, this is what you can look for. So I'm thankful for all the convenience that I can find, all the resources that I can find that all help and aid our family's bodies. My, all of their bodies is just, really soothing for my soul (laughs) yes so I definitely feel with little man going to preschool this year Mm -hmm. I feel the the tug at supporting the immune system and he already had like a runny nose the whole time I was gone and I asked Josh I was like hey I've been gone for a week have you been still giving him his supplements and he's like oh no I forgot and I was like that's another time to forget (laughs) (laughs) we're in fall like it's serious time now um anyways I was a little intense with that of course in my natural intensity high intensity self natural natural high intensity (laughs) self but uh yeah I mean the moment I got home I was like we are supplementing like you're you're just all out sick right now to get that you threw this like runny nose and move on with our lives well and and last year I when we started talking about this you had been supplementing for about a month before I started (laughs) and I went oh well because dude I'm in trouble if I don't for me personally I my immune system is just not where it needs to be and as you reminded me a few weeks ago like I went through the same thing where I got sick twice within like the month of August and that's what happened to me this year and I was just like good lord okay have okay (laughs) i need to supplement like i'm sick all the time yeah so for the time being that's where we live (laughs) yes yes um and speaking of fall it is literally pouring down rain outside my house and i'm pretty sure where i'm at pretty sure my beauty counter pre-sale is sitting outside (gasps) no (laughs) somewhere it's gotta have a it's gotta have a bag around it i'm not even gonna stress about it i can't but it is pouring well, what the heck? Maybe my sunny weather will come your way. It's sunny. It's kind of like it was sunny clouds. this morning. It's gone. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> Welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Yes, fall, the we bipolar don't live that far weather. Apart. <laughs> Anyways, we are being thrusted deeply into fall, which I absolutely yeah. love. The leaves well, are changing. Like, <clears throat> I swear, I left for my trip to California and Colorado, and came back and like it was fall at home, and I was just like, oh yes, 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 yes forty-four yes. degrees. I'm in I know I'm in it and it was 90 degrees in Denver and it was 90 degrees in LA it was like oh my gosh this is I know I was freezing and then I had to go do a baseball game outside the day after I got home and it was 44 degrees see I'm complaining I'm complaining about the heat you're complaining about the cold (laughs) we're having a different conversation here (laughs) I was I was at home coming from a place where I'm like okay listen it's supposed to be fall everywhere right now and then we leave it it's definitely not fall I mean technically it, it is but it feels wrong <laughs> and I and I didn't have any clothes so I was like I didn't do any like professional business things during the summer it was a very casual summer for me lots mm-hmm. of camping and outdoorsy things and so I just didn't have any like nice business attire that was like not going to make me sweat my tail off so (laughs) that was an interesting experience to try and manage that but I mean luckily but not luckily we were inside so much in air conditioning that we made it work but for the times that we were outside I was broiling 
Oh, jeez. Broiling. No thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit, I was not into the, like, super hot because my brain had already gone towards, like, cool. Yeah, it's time for fall. But 44 degrees was a very rude awakening. I'm like, no. oh, just I was not still, ready. so, I mean, you went home when it was still really cold. I got home later, so it wasn't quite yeah. so bad. But, yeah. Anyways, um, uh, what what else is up with you? Like, what's what, dude? This, this I'm beauty counter presale. Time. I'm like got my eyes on it right now. <laughs> I need to open it. I'm freaking out. So, um, for everybody who's wondering what that means, um, beauty counter consultants have access to uh, presales periodically as we release new products. And beauty counter holiday is coming. And by the time this episode airs, it will already have been available for a week. So get on it. Go check it out. Um, we have something like, I think, six new shades, uh, 14 brand new products. There's a bunch of beautiful things in oh, there. Oh, you guys. The and mine just came today. I'm literally I know. Genevieve, right like, now. has hers in her room. She's, like, looking at it. And I'm, like, looking at it across a field right now. I'm not even And I'm joking. dying. I cannot wait to swatch. <laughs> I'm dying. All I opened was lip glosses. <clears throat> and I'm already dying. So, in my budget-conscious heart, I have to tell you guys, this is what I'm the most excited about. <laughs> Gifting with Beauty Counter this year is going to be a lot more affordable for me and for mm-hmm. my clients and members because, essentially, this last year, they really, really made a lot more affordable sets than they had in previous years and a lot more sets that are kind of universally appealing to people. So, there's a ton that kind of work for almost anyone um, who you might be gifting for. And so mm-hmm. we'll obviously do like a, you know, a gift, uh, list episode for you guys in the future, probably in November when everybody actually starts shopping for the holidays. <laughs> but Woo-hoo. if you're nuts and you shop in October for the holidays, you could totally start now. Um, but there's tons of gifts in like the $30 price point. And then if you are gifting a little more generously or for people who are like just really close to you, there's some in the $50 price point. And I just love that there's most of the gift sets are below um, $50. So I think that's awesome. There's a ton of like travel friendly stuff. I'm stoked about the um, essentials body travel set that has like shampoo, conditioner, body wash, body lotion. And the Mm -hmm. thing that I saw when I saw the holiday set I was so excited for is that all of them are refillable because in previous years they had put the lotion in a tube, but this year it's in like a regular um, thing with like a regular lid that you pull off so can, exciting yes i like travel with that stuff cap. anyway like, what's that <clears throat> i travel with that set i when i buy it every year just so i can travel with it for the next like year or so like yes. i make sure i have that set but to have it refillable that's uh, everything like that makes me want to buy one for each member in my home and then fill it up as necessary i'm stoked i'm stoked yeah. so amazing. i'm really excited for that and then um I'm really excited for these juicy tubes. Jen, can you tell, like, tell oh us more gosh, about those? The juicy so, tubes, I forgot those are in so here. So we have like these cute little, I mean, they're like, what did our head of creative development or uh, marketing was like, think of them as like the, the fancy, like our normal lip gloss is like lady gloss. And this is like <laughs> love that so fun much. gloss. This is like party gloss. Um, oh, but it's a, it's a that. lip gloss that has... Um, we have a few different flavors in the lip gloss. Which is super exciting for like and how careful they are with their formulation and the yes, loop, the hoops yes. they jumped through to make sure that we had that stuff that was safe. I can't imagine how long that took. Yes. And they are sweetened with like a teeny bit of stevia, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those are kind of flavored. And so um, 
that that's exciting to see a safe version that fits our never list at beauty counter. Um, but they're a great dupe for the Lancome juicy tubes, which were hugely popular. I remember like wanting those for Christmas many, many years ago Mm -hmm. and them being so expensive that my mom was like, you want Lancome juicy tubes. You're getting one. Like, (laughs) so I had this like part. I worked in the mall for quite some time. And then I also worked in a med spot in a mall. That is a dangerous, dangerous thing to have access to. <laughs> like, for me. Oh, yes. So I had, all the, I had a few of those. All the makeup counters. I had oh. one, like, berry one that I just, like, really coveted. And mm. it was, like, my fancy my fancy party gloss, basically. Your fancy gloss? <laughs> when party I was gloss. little. This is no oh. lip smackers, people. Okay? No, I'm so excited. I can't stand that it's literally right next to me, and I can't dive into it right now. I told Cassie, I got a sandwich waiting for me, and I got Beauty Cutter Holiday waiting for me as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine you, like, trying to eat your sandwich while digging through your beauty counter stuff. <laughs> Don't get it dirty. Don't get it dirty. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Clean so we'll do We'll do a holiday gift guide and share after we've had some experience with the products, and then you can also tune tune in along on instagram on genevieve's instagram and then mine as well we'll be sharing cool. little bits and sweating. pieces I'm of so holiday excited. she's she's I'm like starting to sight. excited sweat nervous excited sweats right now nervous excited oh i'm so excited i only open the glosses and they are stunning not even the lady I, these are the lady glosses like not the party glosses so yes. regular little mini glosses and they are stunning i'm talking like hashtag so holiday like <laughs> I, you guys, I, Jen's getting bougie on us right now. She's snapping oh, her fingers, I'm waving my fingers her nails with my around. long nails, and I'm like <laughs> flapping my head around. I'm getting so excited because there, there's there's this one color that is this yummy deep like brick red with like sparkly flecks in it, like a lot of sparkly, like so holiday. I cannot wait to like swatch all of these. And oh, God, this is I'm Jen's new so hashtag. Hashtag so holiday. So holiday. Snap the fingers. <laughs> oh hashtag finger snaps <laughs> so that i mean that's a real world like we're both like cold and flu season beauty counter holiday <laughs> <laughs> they always collide at the same time they always yeah. do which so, makes me happy it makes it less hard to get into this season truth be told it's like early christmas for me oh i love it well we Obviously, I mean, we love this company for the mission and everything, but it's really nice to get excited about new products and new colors. Like I know for me how limiting it felt when I went natural with everything and oh just gosh, not yes. being able to have as much variety in product. Oh, and yes. so, you know, I think we are, I mean, we've said this multiple times on the podcast, but as women, we're constantly asked to compromise our health for vanity and I think this is something where like we can have a little fun with it and yes. be a little light and have some excitement around the fact that we get some extra colors because, um, you know, we deserve to to be able to have those options, too, in the safe mm. space. And yes, ma'am. clean beauty is coming up with some good I colors, this so some beautiful products. Can't wait. Yeah. Like I could not get over the loss of Halloween makeup and holiday when I went non-toxic and it was a hard emotional transition for me as a makeup artist and so when I found out that Beauty Counter did holiday I was like that's amazing and then when I got to experience it every year it's so exciting for me because it gets better every year like we have amazing people in headquarters I want to see you do a all Beauty Counter Halloween situation 
I yes, I think that's very possible. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Everybody Challenge just calling her out right on the <laughs> podcast here. All right, we'll do it. Do it. Doing the Halloween beauty counter thing. Let's do it. I will say she does edit the podcast, so if she doesn't want to do it, she can edit that out. <laughs> Autonomy. Oh, especially with being the producer. <laughs> I love that so much. Okay, part two. We are here for it. We are digging back into acne today. Digging in and Genevieve's going to drop all the delicious knowledge on us on how to <laughs> take care of our acne topically. Um, what are the different kinds of acne? What does it look like? Um, what, what are some things to look out for? And um, what are kind of some mechanisms, the causes, uh, and how to focus on ingredient selection and product recommendations. So this is our classic skin typing episode kind of structure, but yeah. we're going to dig a little deeper with acne because it's a little nuanced. There's some yeah. different things here. If you guys haven't had a chance yet, um, go listen to part one on mm -hmm. healing your acne from within of our acne skin typing series. Highly recommend listening to that. If you are wanting some dietary nutrition advice, lifestyle advice for how to take care of that inflammation. But Jen, bring us in. What are our kind of defining characteristics of acne and different kinds of acne? Yeah, this is I this was the main reason why we were like, how are we going to structure this? Because there's so much to say. So much to uh, say. So many misconceptions, so many misunderstandings, so many like there's just a lot to say. And so. I want to start with things that you're going to notice just with your eyes because that's a that's one sense yes. that you're going to get with acne. <laughs> so you're going to see things like patchy redness that's probably centered around a follicle that's a traditional looking type pimple, something that will come to a head, something that might just pop up overnight. Um, something that needs to, you feel the need to extract it. And sometimes that goes horribly wrong and it gets worse and bigger. <laughs> Th those are a lot of things that you're going to see with acne. However, there's some things that you're also going to see with acne that don't always get lumped together. You're going to see things like flaky dry patches, sometimes around the breakouts that you've got. You're also going to see things like blackheads and whiteheads. So, or milia is the term for the whiteheads that don't have any redness around them sometimes they can have redness around them after they've been touched or picked at or if the skin surface has been disturbed by a scrub or a towel that is going to irritate it those can be red but traditionally blackheads and milia are not going to be red in nature uh, a lot of it can be centered around cheeks some can be all over the face. If you drew a circle like around your eyebrows, around the outside of your eyes and all the way down to the edge of your mouth and drew a circle like that, if most of your acne is outside of that circle, you can we can have a conversation about dry acne. There, There's so many conversations to have, but those are the things you're going to see. You're going to see characteristics of common breakout areas. It's like I always break out on my chin or I always get breakouts on um that on my cheeks or my temples like you're gonna be able to say like there's consistency in a lot of these breakouts uh, a lot of times you'll know your triggers so those are some of the things you're gonna you're gonna see some of the things you're gonna feel is when you feel your face you're gonna feel a texture that is gonna be somewhere around rough to bumpy and mm -hmm. those are two different things so 
when you touch your face with freshly washed hands, <laughs> you're going Don't to... Don't be touching your face without <laughs> freshly washed hands. Yeah, freshly wash your hands, uh, especially if you're worried that you have acne. Um, you're going to not have a smooth surface, but but really feel the difference between your fingers catching on like dry skin or mountains and highs and lows of like bumpy texture mm-hmm. in the skin because those can be a slightly different cause like root cause but knowing that those two things are there are really helpful for somebody that's going to be helping you through like if you see another esthetician or a dermatologist you can tell them these are this is what I feel Mm -hmm. so those are some of the common defining characteristics that you're going to find around acne um now let's start this conversation of the different kinds of acne that we're going to find because this is where a lot of the misconceptions come in this is where a lot of the misdirection comes in which causes a lot of other problems down the road and this is where I talk to the most people that have acne is sometimes they can suss out like I'm experiencing these kind of breakouts but sometimes things overlap a little bit and it gets confusing so one of the first things that I end up talking about probably the most is dry acne so these kind of breakouts are usually very small in nature they're not big a lot of times they're a lot like they they travel in groups it's not like one tiny acne um if you get one tiny acne little breakout that's just a pimple that's just a pimple we'll figure that out but if you're getting patches of these tiny little breakouts you might find that they're randomly placed on your face you might find they also have blackheads and whiteheads or amelia present and usually you're also going to experience the dry patches and rough texture in different areas of the face where the breakouts are not. Sometimes they travel together, but a lot of times it's just slightly different areas. Um, The next type that you're going to be experiencing is a very common phrase that you might have heard in like a dermatology's office. It's acne vulgaris. Mm -hmm. It's as awful as it sounds. (laughs) This is the medical. (laughs) It's very vulgar. It's terrible. Like, so this is the medical name for like common acne. So this is where you're going to get larger pimples this is where you're going to get um breakouts a lot of times that can spread to the body or it starts on the body or it is just on your body um you're also going to be able to find that it can be from mild to severe it's a lot of times this is where most people sit is in acne vulgaris you're going to experience things like comedones which this is like basic hair follicle clogged oil dead skin cells um, bacteria gets introduced to that and it gets infected and things like that. Um, and then the inflammation and that, that, then it starts to turn into something more like a pustule, which is where you get the ring of red and it's filled with pus. I'm sorry if you're eating <laughs> and inflamed, it's usually inflamed and irritated. That's usually what a pustule is. A comedone, it, it comedone can turn into a pustule. Uh, something else you're going to experience are whiteheads, which is milia. The interesting thing about milia is that there is no pore there. So there's no way for it to be extracted on its own. Usually this is why there's no redness to speak of because the redness only comes when there's like either inflammation there and inflammation typically only comes when there's like bacteria involved or the body senses an invader and needs to stop. So you're not going to see a whole lot of that with milia. Um, you know, a lot of times milia and blackheads travel together and because they're kind of a similar uh, root cause, dryness, I'm just going to say it, whiteheads and blackheads are coming from 
dryness Mm -hmm. and what's causing the dryness is where the the conversation needs to come from but with blackheads you're getting an open comedone from a follicle but the difference is is that there's no bacteria or irritation to come that that's that's the difference really and that there's this cap of dead skin cells that has created over the top of this comedone and then you get oxygen oxygenation i always say this wrong you get oxidative stress in the follicle. I don't know, I'm just going to say it that way. <laughs> and so it, it turns black because oxygen has been introduced and um, the the sebum and the dead skin cells turn into black. And it becomes plugged and because we've got the cap over the top. And it the only time it starts to get irritated is if we try to extract it, but we don't get it all the way out. That's like the perfect situation for bacteria to explode. So... Something else you might experience are things like papules. Those are the papules are the things where they they're from small or pink bumps on the skin that are usually sensitive to the touch. It's more inflammatory in nature, and they they range in size. So papules can be from small to big. Now, when it starts coming into the cyst area, is when they're rather large. They look really they do very look very similar to boils. Um, they start kind of like a nodule and a nodule is more inflammatory in nature, but it doesn't look, it never really comes to, a nodule never really comes to head. So any cysts and nodules tend to travel together in acne breakouts because those are the kind where you can feel it coming. Mm-hmm. And this You're is like, where like cystic acne comes in. In cystic yeah. acne, you tend to see a lot more nodules and cysts and you've got pretty severe acne at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, like a lot of times, like I actually still, I still get nodules occasionally depending on my lifestyle, where things have been. And when they start to come, it hurts. And it's usually near my nose or my mouth for me. And it hurts. (laughs) It's like, like you touch your face and you're like, ah, that was, why was that painful? Like (laughs) I just barely touched my face. That's a cyst or a nodule. It usually starts as a nodule. Cyst is when it starts to become pus filled. So those are some of the common things that you're going to see with acne. (laughs) Fun, right? Yeah. So (laughs) Um, the difference is with cystic acne is that you're going to see a commonality of where it is on the face. Typically, um, we around the mouth. So like under the nose, sometimes around the nose, around the mouth, the chin and then jawline. Um, Sometimes the temples. That one's not as common, but is definitely possible. And that whole area tends to be very driven by hormonal changes, very driven by what's going on inside our body. So as long as we kind of can see and accurately say, okay, I think I've got this type of breakout going on versus this, you can have a better indication of what that root cause might be and what you can do about it. And it also gives us a lot of information on how to topically help our skin from the outside because I think a lot of people with breakouts are so frustrated because a lot of times acne skincare is only targeted to one of those types that we just talked about like what you know and there's no conversation of this acne line is appropriate for this breakout this is appropriate for this and this is where I want to like really break up a lot of the like hey now what do I do you know now I, I know what I have but now what But the thing, the biggest thing to remember in all of this, all of these are driven by inflammation in one way, shape or form. Yeah. (laughs) Inflammation is huge, people. Yeah, it's huge for, please listen to part one. Please, please. Like, I can't tell you how many times 
I had patients in front of me and I wanted to give them more direction on you. The best I could do in that situation was recommend them seeing a nutritionist. But I, what I wanted to say was, is you got lots of inflammation. That tells me a lot about what's going on the inside, but there's mm-hmm. so much that I couldn't say uh, because it turns into diagnosis at that point, And that's very much outside my scope. And I would never cross my scope because I want people to be able to see a practitioner that can carry through that diagnosis and properly give it to them, properly treat, properly help, that sort of a thing. So, but if you listen to part one, you can at least feel like, you know, okay, I know I've got an inflammatory problem uh, and it has to start from the inside. The outside, like what I'm going to talk about is how to aid those processes of healing from the outside. So. Love it. Okay. Let's talk about some mechanisms. So like what, what's at play here in acne? What are we dealing with? Yeah. So one of the things that uh, I think was difficult was trying to help people understand what's happening on their skin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like what, you know, we've got follicles at play. So where the hair grows out, that's inside our follicles is where the sebum, so the oil that we talk about. So when you have oily skin or you see oil, that comes from the follicle. So the oil gland lives within the follicle. So we don't have dedicated oil glands that you can see from topically or the top of the skin down. You have to go inside the follicle to see that sebum oil production being secreted through the follicle. Uh, Something else is sebum. So sebum is the oil that we have on our, our skin and it is the first line of defense when our body is trying to protect our skin. It is a wax like substance. This is actually kind of not a very well known fact. Sebum is not oily. When you think of oil, you think of like olive oil texture, maybe even coconut oil. But sebum is actually much more waxy mm-hmm. than we understand. It's it's much more solid than we know, but it emulsifies under the heat of our skin. So you can imagine how if we are the majority of our follicles that are going to be secreting the most sebum, So the follicles with the most sebum per follicle, because not every follicle is going to have a very active sebum gland. Every follicle will have a sebum gland, but whether it's really active or not depends on where it's at on the face, how it's being signaled from the body, all these things. So the most active follicles with sebum in them, it was within that circle that you heard me talking about. So like around the eyebrows, around the eye, down the cheek, and then all the way through the mouth. And then inside that circle is the most active sebum glands that we have. And if you can imagine that if we're having breakouts with outside that circle, it's most likely because that sebum is not able to like produce one enough and it's not moving across the face to like emulsify and like get across the face, especially in winter. I talk to the most people with dry, oil dry skin, dead winter like most people, because their skin doesn't have that protective nature to help them be, um, be to be able to have that protection against things like environmental problems, super cold air outside. Like there's all sorts of things that really cause irritation to our skin. But in the, and that, that has a play in acne because acne is what in nature it is driven by inflammation. So if we don't have that first form of protection across our face, then we're, our skin has a disservice really already that we need almost almost like uh we don't have we need to supplement sort of a thing 
So something else that you're going to see is dead skin cells. And this is where that texture comes into play that I was talking about. So if you're touching your face and you're like, I feel my fingers catching on things because of the texture, that's dead skin cells. So this can create a huge issue for acneic skin um, when it comes to treatment of the skin. It's because if we don't have that sebum, um, it sebum acts kind of like what it sounds like, the oil of our skin. And so if we don't have that lubrication to our skin, dead skin cells tend to get stuck together. And we have to have a fine balance of all of those things. Something else that's at play here is hormones. I know rude. nobody wants to hear this. So rude. I know. <laughs> listen nobody to part one. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. And truth be told, like, listen to part one for sure. Because uh, there's many times where I was also talking to a lot of people that were dealing with hormone imbalances and they were already seeing a practitioner. They just needed some topical, like, outside help. So that can make a huge difference for those that are dealing with chronic. Well, and if you're wondering, like, how do we know acne is driven by hormones? I mean, even just look at the, I mean, we just know anyway, but look at the anecdotal yeah. evidence of like acne being more prevalent in teenagers. That's yes. a massive hormonal shift that they're going through mm-hmm. and their body is like, what is happening? And testosterone, like we said in the last episode, plays a big role in that shift. And yes. so, and that's both for men and for women. It's not just men that we've got testosterone playing a factor. All women have and produce testosterone and use it within the body. Yes. So it's all a part of that signaling system. And if it's you're dealing with acne lesions as an adult, that's a really strong sign that we've got some hormonal imbalance going on for sure. Yeah. And it's all about balance. Like you said, it's not about, you know, how much you have of something. It's the balance. Like, do you have a good balance within your body and it's very different from person to person mm-hmm. but all when it comes down to it's all an inflammatory condition that we have to work with so keep that in mind okay so let's dig on some causes I mean it's basically like we've got a chronic inflammatory condition yes we talked a little bit about causes but I want to hear from you as far as like topical stuff goes what do you see causing acne Yes. Yeah. You hear a lot of people discuss, oh, I have such clogged pores. That is absolutely part of the deal, but that is a small percentage compared to the other problems, <laughs> the other causes that we're seeing. Um, dead or Clogged pores gets a bad rap like, oh, I, I have such congested skin. And I'm like, well, that 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 word gets thrown around a little too much. So if somebody's been telling you and you have such congested skin, that could be because of dry skin. That could be because you've got so much oil production on your skin that it doesn't clear off because oil is very good at keeping things in and it's very good at keeping things out. Mm -hmm. And so if it keeps things in and keeps things out, then you're not getting the proper treatment on your face that your skin needs to be able to be nourished from the outside. So you could have a dry skin problem. You could also have an oily problem and that can cause clogged pores. So I want to make sure to say that together because a lot of people in my skin consultations tell me that they have chronically like clogged pores. And I'm like, tell me more about that. Cause I want to hear more about where that came from. Um, because that causes a lot of confusion on how to fix it. Yes. You know, if you have a clogged pore is like, is that a blackhead? Is that a whitehead? Is that chronic breakout? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and it's a lot of times I, I wanted to have this conversation because a lot of times clogged pores is really the secondary problem to the root cause of what's happening. And so it gets very confusing to like, OK, is this a primary or a secondary condition that we're working with here? Mm. Um, so something else that you're going to see dry skin is the most common. Truth be told, 
dry skin, but dry skin can also be a secondary, not a primary. (laughs) So it turns into, okay, well, why do you have dry skin? Do you have dry skin because of what's going on on the inside? Do you have dry skin because of what's going on on the outside? Is it a little bit of both? (laughs) Like, you know, and what's happening to that dry skin? Is it, is there exfoliation happening? Because if there's no exfoliation happening, then there's no product getting anywhere. Um, some other things that I see in causes for um, chronic inflammatory breakouts is food sensitivities can be a huge thing. Um, or a lot of times it's just if you know that something bothers you when you eat it, like dairy or sugar, then you know that a lot of this has to do with an internal inflammatory condition that you're dealing with. And then it turns into how do we aid this skin because I think I get a lot of people that are frustrated of like, I just had one cookie. I don't understand. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, just know that that may result in something like that. But how can my job was to be like, okay, how can we aid the skin so it comes and goes faster and doesn't leave a scar? Mm-hmm. That's really the best we can hope for. And that's okay. We're human beings. We're going to break out. <laughs> You've taught me so much about having a lot of care around how I like extract a blemish and do that because I used to be not necessarily a picker like I don't want to pick it but I'm also unwilling to go in public with a white like a whitehead oh yeah or a pustule or something like that Mm -hmm. and so um you know when I can I try to do the whole you know you you do the steam and the the warm and the moisture and you like let stuff kind of loosen and do the whole process Mm -hmm. um and so I definitely would love for you to tell us how to properly extract something. I know you've done that in a previous episode, but I think after you wrap up product recommendations, that's going to be one of our frequently asked questions that we bring to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that a little bit of knowledge like that can go a long way for the healing process. Mm -hmm. And um, I have found over the years that I've gone from break, because when I break out, I pigment. I don't. Yeah, it's so irritating. And it, it, oh, and this is the other thing. When you are looking at what happens to your skin in the healing process, if you push on it with your finger and it goes away and then slowly comes back, that is a huge sign that that's actually inflammation, not pigment. I find that there's, it's sometimes it's really hard to tell the difference between redness that's lingering that will go away when you press on it and let go and pigmentation that doesn't go away because they're, they're two different things to treat. If it's pigmentation, then we're going to be talking more about exfoliation, healing, you know, trying not to overstimulate the area, but allow, like try to stimulate the cell turnover rate to lighten that. But if it's redness, we don't want to do that. We want to heal. We want to soothe. We want to tell the body we got this. It's okay. It's mm. like two different treatment methods for, getting rid of tone changes in the skin when you're healing from acne. So knowing that when you're trying to heal can make a big difference for how you treat it post extraction or after it has, uh, it's on its way to healing. So I love that. I think that's a really good note to make. I hadn't ever thought of that. Yeah. It's a, it, it was a really interesting thing to teach that to people of like, you know, in skin consultations, they're like, well, I have all this scarring. And I'm like, okay, do me a favor right now. Go to the mirror, (laughs) press on it for about three seconds and then let your finger off and then tell me what you see. And based off of the reaction that that um, scar or that pigmentation or whatever's happening, because a lot of times scars are very, very red Mm -hmm. for a while. 
because the body is trying to bring nutrients to that area to ask it to heal yeah, as much as flaming in order to anti-inflame. Yes. Yes. Yep. And so sometimes it takes the body a little bit longer to, to let that redness go because it's in such a protective state because scar tissue, if it is a true scar tissue, it is much more susceptible to UV damage, cancer, <laughs> all of these things <laughs> that happen when our skin is exposed and it's like fresh baby skin. So Again, inflammatory in nature. <laughs> oh, goodness. Keep coming back to it. Always. Okay, girl. Let's talk about some ingredient selection. This is really interesting for me. Yeah. In- ingredients can be really fun to talk about with breakouts uh, and acne skin because there's a lot of conversation to have here. <laughs> like you, a lot of people are just thrown skincare regimens and just here, do this whole thing. It'll change your life. And you're like, okay. But- um, okay. Okay. However, let's have a conversation of some ingredients to look for. So that way, you know, because if you understand what kind of breakouts you're having, then you'll understand what ingredients are going to be better for your skin and not. So uh, one of the first ones that are incredibly helpful with healing from breakouts and getting rid of pustules, pustules, all the things that tend to get more like pus like in nature is beta hydroxy acids. So Mm. BHAs. So this is only two different ingredients. This is salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide. I don't recommend benzoyl peroxide long term. And this is strictly speaking from an aesthetics perspective. Um, But now I've learned more layers to why I don't recommend it now that I'm in the clean space and I understand ingredients and what it's doing to our bodies but benzoyl peroxide can have a long-term bleaching effect that makes you extremely sensitive to the sun Mm. and so when I knew somebody was on benzoyl peroxide and they came into my um, came into my spa the first thing I did was let's get you off of benzoyl peroxide because it has done what it needed to do it's time to like wean off of it because it's not great for your skin it's not great for your health long term way too many risks involved And getting off benzoyl peroxide, if you've been on it a long time, is very hard because nothing matches benzoyl peroxide in its ability to break through oil, get product where it needs to go. Salicylic is very close, but it's not like benzoyl peroxide as far as like the stringent abilities of it. Yeah. Um, I like, I just remember seeing it on my pillow. Yes. Like, and bleaching my pillow and thinking, okay, (laughs) yeah, if this is like bleaching my pillow, it probably isn't good for my body, but a doctor prescribed it. So I'm fine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh. And it is hard because when you are in a breakout, you're like, give me anything, anything, literally anything, anything. Yes. And so I will never judge somebody who goes that route, but let's have the conversation of how do we get off of it and still get the results you're looking for. Um, if you have the choice not to get on it, you will probably save yourself a lot of time and stress later. Uh, but everybody gets to make their own choices. <laughs> so um, BHAs really are only those two categories. Um, something else that I want to talk about are things like witch hazel, and wintergreen, those can be incredibly drying to the skin, but real effective at moving oil because we need some things to happen with ingredients. We need them to um, when we're dealing with acneic skin, because even if we're a little on the dry side, if our body is capable of producing sebum. So if we have a good fatty acid storage, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> then we yes. should be able to produce oil. 
Yes. Correct? Yes. So if we have those things in place, then we should be producing even a modicum of oil. And if that's the case, our body is going to produce more of it when it's like, we are breaking out. We are inflamed. We've got bacteria. And so it's going to produce more oil, even just around the breakout. So we need to be able to break through that oil to deliver the ingredients that are going to be um, clearing the bacteria that are going to be making um, basically doing what the like aiding the body's process to bring the inflammation down and get rid of the bacteria. So that's the whole point of witch hazel and anything that's astringent. Now, whether something is helpful when it's astringent is depending on what kind of breakouts you have. There's a huge possibility that your astringents are actually making it worse if you overuse it. Because there are many times where you only need an astringent like at night when you're doing a treatment skincare regimen, like when you're trying to treat the skin. Most likely you don't need it twice a day. If you do it twice a day, there's a good chance you're over drying the skin, essentially making your problem harder and longer Mm -hmm. and more difficult. So um, while I really love witch hazel and wintergreen and dare I say some alcohols very sparingly and tea tree oil. (laughs) Those th- those are all very astringent, meaning they break through oil, they move oil, which is kind of unusual. There's very few things that will do that. Um, but I do like seeing them when we need some oil clearance because it'll get the job done. Tea tree oil is very effective, but incredibly inflammatory if you're not careful. So when somebody says, oh, just put some tea tree on the end of a cotton swab and put it on your breakout and it'll be gone the next day. It's like, it depends (laughs) what's going on in the rest of your skincare routine. What do you work out a lot? So are you a lot of salt on your face? Do you, are you in the sun a lot? What kind of stressors Mm -hmm. do you have in your life? What's your diet like? There's so much to say that there's a good chance that tea tree could be making your inflammatory condition worse if this is really chronic for you. So another and if if first statement. So... (laughs) As I feel like acne is just full of like if and or, but yeah. if then, if this, then that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and some other things to look for. Um, I do love aloe because if we're dealing with an inflammatory condition, we need some soothing options. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes something as simple as aloe can be, or can be very soothing. Um, too much aloe can be occlusive. So make sure if you've got an aloe product that it's not the first five ingredients, first three ingredients on your ingredients label. If it's a little farther down, then you know the percentage is going to be much smaller. Usually the first three ingredients are the majority of a product. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, Some other things that I really love are elantuin and lactic acid. Um, Mm. Lactic acid sounds counterintuitive, (laughs) but lactic acid is an alpha hydroxy acid that is one of the lowest, um, it's one of the lowest acids to help with cell turnover rate. So it's not going to be as inflammatory in nature as other acids are that are going to help with cell turnover rate. So I really like lactic acid for that. Um, And if you see lactic acid in a product, then it's going to gently encourage cell turnover because it's put in with other products. If it was a lactic acid peel, that's a whole other story. But if it's in a product, it's going to be really gentle when it's buffered by other things. Elantuin is a specific product that I want to talk about because uh, you may have heard us talk about the ingredient urea. Urea has a formaldehyde releasing agent in it. So it's a proven it's proven that urea also comes with formaldehyde. Elantuin comes from urea. <laughs> what? But it's... But it's a one on the EWG scale. It's got fair amount of data available, which means it's got 
a lot. Fair is actually a kind of a lot for as far as like what's available. Um, it's a natural, you can get it from uh, cows or you can get it from comfrey, a plant. Hmm. So it can come from both places. Um, so a lot of times if you're seeing a product with a lawn twin in it and it's also like um, vegan, it's most likely coming from comfrey. Um, but the reason why I like this product or this ingredient specifically is it's usually used in treatments of wounds and ulcers, which if it's going to treat ulcers and wounds, it's going to be super chill, super protective and super healing and soothing. And it's going to be conditioning the skin instead of um, causing more inflammation. And so I think that's worth bringing up because Elantuin is um, not you don't see it as often. So when you do see it, you can know what that's going to be doing for your skin. Oh my gosh. Those are my favorites. That sounds amazing. I feel like I'm I'm drinking it all in. I will say, so um, I recently had a pretty bad acne flare mm-hmm. from some mm-hmm. issues. And thank you very much. So, it so was irritating. debilitating. Like I, oh. my whole face was just red and inflamed. It was terrible. I was dealing it for, with it for about six weeks. Finally kind of hit my in wits the end with it. Yeah. Finally kind of hit my wits end with it. And what I ended up doing <clears throat> was going to a holistic spa and getting a facial and a peel. Mm-hmm. And the peel, which you advised me on what to get, was a <laughs> lactic acid peel. And yes. then the product that I religiously put on afterwards as my skin was healing was the um, Noni Skin Elixir from Epicurin. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, aloe vera juice and Noni fruit. And Ooh. So, 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 so good. And so aloe is the first ingredient, but it's aloe vera leaf juice rather than gel. So it's not quite as um, strong. Yeah. And juice is going to have more water in it. So even if it's in the top three, that's okay because it's got more water because it's a juice. Yep. And then there's also lactic acid in that product too. So so good. um, I can link it for you guys, but going through the the healing after, yeah, Noni Skin Elixir. And from Epicurean. So after going through the healing process of like having my, my skin was so inflamed when I went to the, my esthetician, she was literally like, oh my gosh, your skin is angry. (laughs) She's like, this is not what we're usually dealing with. Usually she's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, what's your skincare routine right now? looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm dying. Um, (laughs) What's happening? (laughs) This is not my norm. And so, and I had worked so hard to get my skin clear. So to have this come back, if you guys are dealing with acne that has gone away and then just kind of mysteriously came back, like, I'm so sorry. I feel you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I was just going to say, you know, sometimes, and, you know, Genevieve's a great person to do a skin consultation with in this capacity. So sign up for one of those with her. You're also welcome to talk to me if you're one of my clients or members. Um, But I highly suggest digging in and going and getting help from a professional in this capacity too because if you're just dealing dealing with tons of inflammation and you need some chemical exfoliation um jen can tell you whether that's a good idea for your skin or not but i cannot even tell you my skin is perfectly clear after and and to be honest it took us a second to suss it out and then well, I was also like, having like hives at the same time because I was having I was like, some sort of food whoa. sensitivity reaction. Yeah. And the weirdest thing, you guys, the hives were marrying with the acne. So like along my jawline was still hives, but on my cheek, I had acne. It was yeah. bizarre. And her, and her skin was doing so much that I was just like, OK, well, let's try this. We switched some things out and 
honestly it didn't work not even a little bit and when I knew that that didn't work I was like there's a lot more going on and that doesn't mean we can't help topically it just means that your skin is missing the structures that it needs of integrity to handle whatever is going on inside because our skin is a reflection of what's going on the inside right yep and I actually I want to read down this product because I I'm kind of impressed with the ingredients in here so this epicurean nani skin elixir has aloe juice water has nani juice, witch hazel, mm-hmm. um, radish root, lysolectithin, pentyl alcohol, uh, a gum, glycol, pululin, and pululin is really interesting. It's a polysaccharide. Mm. I was like, okay, which is really helping with bacteria, good bacteria that's on our skin. Sodium benzoate, potassium sorbate, and lactic acid. But lactic acid's near the end, which means it's going to be a gentle encouragement of cell turnover rate. It's going to be soothing to the skin. However, it's got the witch hazel pretty high up there, so it's cutting through oil that you've got. So, because that is the frustrating part for breakouts, is that we got oil and we can't tell it to stop. It's going to keep coming. And we have to get through the oil to deliver the ingredients like lactic acid, deliver the things like the pululin that's going to be helping, delivering even the aloe that was near the front of that. And so when we've got that really nicely formulated in product, it can be life changing for after we've had. There's a reason why professionals have more in their arsenal than I have off the street, even though I'm an esthetician. They've got things like different levels of peels. They've got microdermabrasions. If they're in a med spa, they've got laser treatments. Mm -hmm. And all of those things can boost the skin to into its place of integrity that's needed. But if she didn't have, Cassie didn't have this product or didn't have that capability of aiding her skin's process and that healing, there's a chance it would have bounced back. It would have bounced back to where it was. It's like beautiful. My skin hasn't been this clear in a long time. Like even before I had that flare. And, you know, we figured out for me that a lot of my acne, I have traditional combination skin. You guys have heard like my, my description of my skin journey change over these skin typing series episodes. And, um, you know, going into it, a lot of my acne is driven by over drying my skin. But then when I figured that out, I realized I really did have combination skin and in that combination skin I have issues with cell turnover so like my skin is aging and I've got some excess oil production in certain areas and so what she was describing Jen was describing with like basically dead skin cells mixing with sebum like that's me (laughs) that's what's happening there yeah um and causing acne issues so for me to have a treatment that allowed my skin cell turnover to just be like amplified and manipulated by appeal was hugely helpful for me. So if you feel like cell turnover is an issue for you, that might be something to discuss. But again, I definitely recommend talking with Genevieve because even if she can't do those services for you, she's going to suggest what you need um, and tell you exactly what's high powered. And I've been able to jump right back into my like normal skincare routine with all my beauty counter products and just be so happy with everything and the results. So I will say, you know, like great skincare can do so much. Nutrition can do a lot too, but sometimes we just need help from a professional. And that was where Genevieve was like, okay, Cassie, I was like, I think I'm going to go to facial. And she was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, (laughs) Show me the menu. (laughs) Because I wanted clear skin before I went out on these two trips. And Mm -hmm. um, I was just so pleased at the results. So, but I love, I 
ended up really falling in love with that Noni Skin Elixir. And I think I definitely will be using it. Um, yeah, that's bre- fantastic. With breakouts in the future. And it's from Epicurean. You can buy it on their website. But also um, there are a lot of great spas out there that carry their line. Mm-hmm. Um, their line is not EWG verified. So just know that. Um, it is cruelty free and um, uh, recycle friendly. Really- so they work really hard and they use a lot of certified organic ingredients. And I was but, happy to see that there's no fragrance, no in fragrance, this product, and not they do listed. they don't do the testing that we do. So that's what no. I will say. Like if yeah. we had a product like this, I would use ours over this one because of that safety testing that we do. 100%. So yes. Um, okay. Um, I on that note, I know we're going to jump into product recommendations, which just was like a nice little segue. Um, but I would love for you to mention too, maybe some uh med spa treatments really quick and or like facial treatments that you think would be really great for people who are experiencing a lot of acne they're having a hard time getting resolution um where do they go and then jump into product recommendations or you know however you would phrase that yeah for sure so i think the thing to keep in mind is that most people are like i don't know where to go and estheticians are kind of like therapists in the fact that it's very practitioner dependent. Yes. I can't tell you exactly how to find a great one. Uh, However, I can tell you that you can tell a lot from the type of skincare that they carry in the spa. You can tell a lot by how long they've been um, doing facials and you can tell a lot by their menu. If their menu looks like they can't curate each facial to each person or, or if it's like very, um, non-result driven then you can pretty much bet that it's going to be a very beautiful experience but not hard hitting enough for results that you want (laughs) but if you go to um, a spa and they have um, like a customized facial then get that because most likely you're going to get scheduled with an esthetician that's been doing it a long time new estheticians rarely get the opportunity if they're new in the spa to do the customs because they're usually a little more expensive than the um, introductory facials. They're usually much more nuanced and you're going to be more likely to get the experience that you're after and you're going to get the time. Usually you'll get a little more time with an esthetician with a customized facial. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's my best recommendation for finding the right esthetician. Of course, getting a good recommendation from somebody that can give you a good one and reading all the reviews can be real helpful, but we all know that there's disgruntled people that just say terrible things about people just because they want to. So reviews aren't everything. But if you're um, in the Portland area, I have a great esthetician and spa for you guys to go to. Oh, I, I highly recommend her. I haven't even met her, but just the way she's interacted with you and worked with you, I'm like, yes. 100%. Well, and I love too that she, um, so her name is Jenna Sanchez. You guys can find her at Blooming Moon Wellness Spa in Portland. I will link her, um, the info for the spa in the show notes and her name, but, um, she's done a really good job also of just respecting my choices with my own skincare and trusting me with that too. So I never feel pressured to buy things that are outside of the scope of, of ingredients and things that I trust. Yes, ma'am. Um, and so she was able to work with me and say, Hey, after your facial, these are the types of products I want you to use. So I was able to say, you know, should I use an oil cleanser, a foaming cleanser or a milky cleanser? And she's like, Oh, milky cleanser for sure. So we got to have yes. that conversation around what do I need to do? 
And then the one thing that she was like, I think this product would actually make a really big difference for you was that Noni skin elixir. So I was like, yes, yes absolutely. I will right. do it. I'm going to meet um, this chick dumb day and give her a high five. I know. And <laughs> then, and then from there she's like, and then you focus on your protect step after that to just protect your skin after this peel and not do anything that has actives in it for like three I to five like days. I like her so much. I know. So, she's so gosh. great. Um, Jenna, so we the, love you. Yeah. <laughs> So the other thing that you can look for is med spot treatments. So depending on what's happening on the surface of the skin, sometimes um, laser treatments can be really helpful at killing bacteria. Okay. So uh, they're usually more on the light, pulsed light spectrum. So I, intense pulse light, IPL, um, can be really helpful. Red pulse light can be helpful. Those things are going to kill bacteria and it's going to kill them all in one, one swoop. It's just going to give you a better chance of overcoming whatever's happening on the face um sometimes red light can be really soothing for the skin as well um those are probably the best recommendations i can give for as far as like laser treatments skin peels can be amazing just like cassie experienced um i would make sure that they are as soothing as humanly possible because the, if we're dealing with a chronic inflammatory condition the last thing you need is more inflammation which can mm -hmm. happen with the high-powered peels that are meant for anti-aging so i would steer clear of anti-aging i would definitely go towards the gentle soothing peels which are lactic acid fruit enzymes uh those are the best ones that i can recommend on that end awesome but let, let's get into products because I, I got a lot to say about products <laughs> yes you um, do so we're, we're going to go to the classic cleanse, prep, treat, protect steps. Uh, that is the best way to formulate a, a regimen for whatever you, your needs are. And in the cleanse step, I have the Beauty Counter Counter Control Clear Pore Cleanser. Now, I have something to say about this. This product gets <laughs> overused. <laughs> so it's, it's incredibly helpful on a treatment basis for someone who's having a flare-up of breakouts because it has salicylic acid in it, which is an anti-inflammatory, and it's great for get, driving product deeper into the skin. It also has wintergreen, which is an astringent, but it also has aloe, which is helpful with soothing. It has a little bit of jojoba beads, which is going to help with some of the mechanical exfoliation, um, where salicylic is going to aid in the chemical exfoliation department. So it's it's a very high-powered cleanser. When it says clear pore, it's going for it. It's clearing your pores. Yes, sister. <laughs> and for some skin types, that can be, especially if you suspect that you have dry acne, it can absolutely make you more sensitive and it can make things worse. However, if you do have oil production or over oil production on your face or you feel like your skin moisture barrier, like you don't deal with sensitivity, this can be incredibly helpful. So put that out there. Um, the next one I have is the Bee Counter Charcoal Cleansing Bar. And I don't get to recommend this product very much because it also gets overused. So I'm a little shy to talk about these products because they are incredibly powerful, which means they can be incredibly amazing for some people. <laughs> and so, but what's great about this um, charcoal cleansing bar is that charcoal is going to take anything and everything. It's going to be no respecter of Things. It's going to take skin cells, it's going to take bacteria, it's going to take oil, and it's going to get it off your face, <laughs> which again can be incredibly helpful. So anytime somebody comes to me and they're bouncing between oily and acneic, I usually will bounce them to like the clear pore cleanser um, and cleansing bar. Like I bounce them to like every other night or like a few nights a week to bring in the cleansing bar. And then I don't have them cleanse their face in the morning and see what happens. Like mm. just see what happens 
because there's a chance that we need to clear through the oil, deliver the ingredients that are going to happen in the prep, treat, protect steps in the evening. And then in the morning, all we need is protect, protect, like just really soothe the skin in the morning, prep it for makeup, that sort of a thing. And sometimes a cleanser is not necessary. You have to throw it at the wall and see what comes back at you. It's very different per person. Um, And also these cleansers can be very treatment based. So you may use them for like a month and then find yourself transitioning away because you intuitively can feel that it's making you too tight. You can feel sensitivities coming on, that sort of a thing. So I don't want people to be scared to use these, but I want them to be informed on what they can be. So when you say treatment cleanser, you're also talking about the possibility of them using it like once a week or a couple times a week or something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a treatment, a treat step within this regimen. But when I say treat, like a use this product like a treatment, it means like once in a blue moon, whether it's like once a week whether it's every two weeks, whether it's every fourth or fifth night, just for a short period of time. A lot of times treatment can also mean for a short period of time. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that this is now part of your regimen forever and ever. Amen. That's Mm. probably not the case. It's on as needed basis is also what treatment basis means. So I think that's so good to pronounce as well. And like, just make known because I feel like we get kind of addicted to these like squeaky clean cleansers and both of those are kind of a squeaky clean cleanser and neither one of them will like fully strip your skin because they're great products, but enough to the point where if you're dealing with dryness, like I couldn't do, I have combination skin. So listen to the combo episode if you're in that category, but I I, if I use either of those cleansers, it has to be on a treatment basis. There's no way I could use it every single day. Yeah. And for some people that's, you know, they might be able to use it every day and it preps their skin beautifully for the rest of their stuff. Uh, But I think that's more unusual, Mm -hmm. but that is definitely true. So um, the next step is the the prep step. This step does not get talked about enough. And sometimes it also gets overused as well when you're dealing with acneic or oily skin because of how teenagers are marketed to. Mm. (laughs) When teenagers have oily acneic skin they are marketed at astringents and toners and <laughs> pads and noxema anyone and else just like profusely nodding their head right now like yeah. preach girl this is exactly those are all the things i used i dried my skin out like crazy yes. clean and clear and everything yeah it creates texture and it creates dryness in the face and it creates the perfect environment for bacteria to flourish So if we're trying to get rid of it, what the heck? It's the complete opposite of what you need to be doing. Exactly. But that doesn't mean there isn't a place for the prep step and those Mm. type of products. It's just understanding what they're doing to the skin can be incredibly important. So for this prep step, I have three recommendations because it kind of depends on what your skin needs are. Um, I have the Beauty Beauty Counter Counter Control Instant Matte Toner. This is a very powerful toner. I highly recommend using it with a very soft piece of material for your face. Nothing that is going to be harsh like an old towel. It has to be incredibly soft because this is delivering so much drying that if we also are like scraping at our face with like an old towel or whatever, it's it's going to be bad. So what's <laughs> soft enough? Norwex cloths. Mm-hmm. Um, depends. Like honestly, like... Um, tissues are better than cotton swabs believe it or not i was just gonna say that like cotton balls yes because cotton balls and cotton swabs are pretty soft but when you look at them at a microscopic level they actually have so many like 
textures to them that it's just why chance it <laughs> like if you can pat at your face with a toner even better instead of swiping even better but this counter control instant matte toner has wintergreen aloe and witch hazel in it as well so if you combine that with the cleanser from beauty from counter control it's a lot we are cutting through that oil doing the dang thing and it is very effective if you have a really big problem but it also may be treatment based as well there's there's some people that i point them towards the instant matte toner if they're just for summertime if they're really oily in the summer to be honest uh something else to look at if you have really dry acne consider trying the beauty counter counter time mineral boost hydrating essence this mineral this mineral essence is incredibly helpful at water content retention in the skin cells and it's super thin so it's not going to get in it's not going to impede the healing process for uh, the treat step and the protect step so this is one of the only prep steps that I've ever found that works for me on a consistent basis yes and it hasn't been a long time of me using it but I noticed like my skin feels so much more nourished and I would Mm -hmm. definitely put myself in the dry acne or like combo skin category either yeah. way so yeah definitely appropriate and a great product that's kind of in the middle between these two is the Thayer's rose petal facial toner because it has witch hazel it has aloe but also has rose in it so it doesn't have it's it has a little more soothing than oil stringent in it <laughs> and so it's a kind of middle ground but for the two I also really love the rose petal facial toner from Thayer's for setting makeup if you worry about having oily skin, because it can be really helpful for setting makeup. Uh, now, now the next is the treat step. Now, the treat step can be depending on what your needs are again. So the Beauty Counter Overnight Resurfacing Peel can be life-changing for people with acne. And <laughs> arms up in the air, Cassie's like, yes. Uh, praise, praise be to Jesus. And this um, is actually a huge indication so of why you needed a professional peel, because you had results from the peel. Mm-hmm. But... You can't do the peel every night. It'll make you sensitive. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, then having a high powered like professional peel can be the way to go. But what this peel is doing is it's clearing dead skin cells while soothing the skin, which is highly unusual. A lot of times chemical peel, like overnight um, at home peels that can be done outside of professionals uh, care can be incredibly sensitizing if it's not followed with the exact perfect regimen there have been many times where but the results are unparalleled like you can't you like you can't duplicate a resurfacing peel like an at-home peel with anything else uh but when i was in the med spa world i spent the majority of my time sussing out how to give someone the perfect regimen for their skin to allow them to use an at-home peel because they can be so sensitizing that's where this product is different is this has got so many soothing acids in it with the resurfacing acids that it makes it a little more foolproof and makes it a little more balanced while still delivering the ingredients you need. It's a brilliant formulation, truth be told. Um, You can also get the Beauty Counter Counter Control SOS Acne Spot Treatment. I love this product. Everyone should use it if they have breakouts. Everyone. Every human needs this in their their kit. And I'll tell you why. Whatever. This has 2% salicylic acid in it which is really unusual to find over the counter. It's uh, you up to 2% is the, the allowance legally for what we can find over the counter for salicylic. Anything above 2% becomes a professional peel. 
in that category. So the reason why that's significant is that typically when you see salicylic on the bottle, unless it says 1% under the active ingredients on there, it's usually such a small percentage that all it's doing is parting the ways for active ingredients to get where they need to go, which can be really helpful. But if we get to the 1%, the 2%, then it starts doing like crazy good oil control and allows like this bigger, wider gap for like the, the type of things that need to come into like deliver ingredients. So I, this product actually replaced a clean and clear product that I could not get a dupe for when I went clean in my kit. And I couldn't let it go because the it was so important to put that product over extracted breakouts because it needs that protection to like kill the current bacteria that's there and not allow more bacteria to proliferate. proliferate. <laughs> <laughs> and so having that 2% salicylic acid is like the surefire way to make sure that you are getting anti-inflammatory um, in that extraction and making sure that you don't get new bacteria because that can be everything when you're trying to get past. And so this is part of that healing process that I was talking about to making sure that the bacteria or make sure the breakout leaves faster and heals faster. So SOS acne spot treatment. Um, the last treatment offering I have in here is actually another beauty counter product. It's the charcoal mask, much like the charcoal cleanser, very treatment based as needed, maybe once a week. Uh, when you put this mask on your face, it's clay based. It will go from dark gray to light gray when it dries and you will see little dots where you have the most oil production because it's literally drawing the oil out of the pore whoa right like which can be really really helpful when you're trying to deliver treatments so that's why I like this mask for spot treatments or like once a week like where you typically have the most oil issues if you do it too often you will signal to the body that you need more oil and you will get make your problem worse been there so, don't do that <laughs> i went a little charcoal mask happy when i first joined beauty counter this is before you so good right? before you were doing it with me yeah <laughs> didn't it know what so i was good. doing when i first signed up with beauty counter and i was seeing all the other consultants and how often they were using it i was going oh my gosh <laughs> slow down so it's it's really easy to want to keep doing something that feels really good because after that mask comes off your skin feels supple it feels soft it feels less slippery it feels it feels just refreshed mm -hmm. totally get why you intuitively want to do that more but if you understand what it's doing to the skin you just don't do it too often you know so the last step that we're going to talk about in this regimen breakdown is protect step. So this is a very much depends on what your needs are. Again, if you have dry acne, then you need something that's going to be delivering soothing and moisturizing efforts without with, while still being anti-inflammatory and not being too occlusive because your skin just doesn't need that right now. <laughs> so I recommend the Beauty Counter Countertime Antioxidant Soft Cream morning and night for the time being until you, you feel like the integrity of your skin's there because this has fermented sugars in it, which is incredibly soothing for the skin. And the nasturtium flower extract is really great for helping aid the anti-inflammatory protection process of the skin, which is very much necessary for acneic breakouts during the day. And it helps um, aid the water process, the water retention in the cells. Now, if you have active or oily acne, I do like the Beauty Counter Counter Control Matte Effect Gel Cream. This has the winter green in it again. So you can kind of see how if you use all of the steps, you get a lot of astringent things. So sometimes just using one or two from the lines, not such a bad thing. Uh, 
maybe using all three for or all four in this step is great for a little while and then transitioning some of those off is great too but this has the wintergreen rose bay willow and this is a non-greasy hydrator that is going to be protective without having silicone in it which can be incredibly pore clogging so i love this gel cream because of that reason now one last one is if you are looking for a moisturizer that has no oil in it but is less astringent you can look for biosense squalene probiotic gel moisturizer this is where i found the olantuin and the lactic acid along with some of the same things that you find in the other two moisturizers so it's going to be really protective it's going to be moisturizing without being dense if that makes sense and it's water-based so you're not dealing with sometimes oil can be really frustrating for people with acne skin because they already have oil they don't need more they don't need the protective measure of oil, they, but they're dehydrated and they need the water, if that makes sense. So water-based um, in the Protect Step can be super, super important. Love that. I think it's really important to differentiate between all of those kind of approaches too, because with all the different types of acne out there, it's yeah. so hard to know what to do. And sometimes even our own skin is transitioning through different types of acne, Mm -hmm. I mean, like you can start with dry acne and then it can really transform into really active, severe yes. acne, but yeah. starting from a place of just over drying your skin and then your sebum production goes nuts. And then you head into this place of active or even oily acne, depending. And it's so hard to know where you even started. Yes. And honestly, I, this is a huge, huge, huge disclaimer. If you are in a place where you're like, I'm going to throw all my skincare out, I hate all of it. it, I know it's causing my problems, still be very slow and very intentional about how you change up your skincare. Because if you're dealing with a chronic inflammatory condition of the skin and you throw new products at it all the way right away, one, you won't know which one's causing you problems if you have a breakout from that product line. And that's really hard because then you have to t take it all away and try something else again well and you already feel like you're starting over again anyway exactly um two sometimes the skin just needs a second to adjust when it's already dealing with inflammation and so really the best thing that i can say is in that cleanse prep treat protect step if if you feel like things are not working for you replace your protect step first and see what happens mm. and just watch it for like five to ten days depending on your skin and if nothing happens, especially in 10 days, then switch out your cleanser. See what happens. If you don't get extra breakout from those, then that's the signal that it's okay to keep going. If you start to get extra breakout, pull back and then switch out a different step and watch it for five to 10 days and just do one step at a time for that five to 10 day period because it'll help you suss out what you're sensitive to and what you're not sensitive to in this moment through my skin consultations my hope is is that people can get to that place of like switching things out trying things and they can understand okay i'm really sensitive to toners i have to be really careful with toners or i have to be really careful about how astringent of a cleanser i have so i have to be really careful with that because it's a little different for every person sometimes Sometimes people can use the craziest astringent cleanser, toner, all that jazz. But then when they get to the treat step, their skin's so sensitive that it can't tolerate anything in the treat step. You know, so it's a little bit of like, let's try one thing at a time so we can accurately tell how to move forward. So good. That's such good advice. I think so many times, even within Beauty Counter, like we get so excited when a brand yeah. new skincare line comes out. Yes. And it's like the disclaimer every single time is, 
not every skincare line is right for every person. And sometimes, oftentimes, not every product from a skincare line is right for any one person. And so you end up in this place where you're trying new things and you still need to be so gradual with it. And that's part of what sent my skin into a high amount of inflammation is switching out too many things at once and that going fine, but then entering into jumping into summer and skin changes that happen and combo skin associated with that. And it was like worlds collide and my face just erupted. It was horrible. It was like, um, no, (laughs) no, I don't have time for this. I don't want it. The the last thing I want to leave you guys with is depending on when you're listening to this, there is winter skincare and there is summer skincare and spring and fall is transitionary. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single time. I don't care what skin type you are. I don't care who you are. You have to have that regimen that works for you in this time. So right now, if you're listening to it now, this is fall. It's a great time to start thinking about how to be more protective of your skin walking into winter. Even if you have acneic skin, you have oily skin. Let's not over dry because then we'll add sensitivity to the top of your list. And that's just more inflammation. Um, But then you've got other complex things to work through so when you're transitioning your skincare just think very like hey what season am I running into and where am I coming from like what kind of things could I be experiencing a lot of people I talk to in February March and April are coming from such a place of over drying or sensitive skin because they didn't know how to transition to winter skincare so really pay attention to what season you're in slowly transition and you'll be able to more accurately tell how to care for your skin in that season to be honest once you kind of go through that for a year maybe two at most you'll know you'll be like okay I know what's going on (laughs) so it's kind of just a process if you don't have like babies during that time because hormones (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole nother beast oh yeah oh my goodness we'll worry about that that's got to be a different episode (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) all right Miss Genevieve well thank you for dropping all the goodness on us for this episode i think welcome we know so many people struggle with acne um, or have struggled with acne in the past or feel like they have um you know breakouts that affect their confidence and Mm -hmm. ability to show up in the world and show their literally show their face (laughs) um in social gatherings and i think it's just so huge to have some solutions from both ends of things, both internal and external, which is what you and I are all about in teaming up and doing in this space. So yes, yes. (laughs) um, if you guys are dealing with skin issues and you need some friggin' help, book a skincare consultation with Genevieve. It is well worth the time, well worth the money. Go for it. She'll put you in a regimen that works really well for you. That's going to help improve your skin. Um, And the results that she's getting for people in these skin consultations is so ridiculously good. Like, I just cannot. It's amazing. So, So, And she'll be sharing more of her testimonials and before and afters in the future. But um, for now, you got to hang out with us on the podcast and uh, do skincare (laughs) consultations with her. So, Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Ready. Flexing it out. So good. <laughs> Hashtag flex. Oh.
felt really off. One more time. Um, there was a big delay for me. Uh huh. I was like, that felt, because that felt extraordinarily off. <laughs> I feel like this workflow works a lot better for us. What? What specifically? Like yeah. the time? Yeah. Because we're going a lot faster than normal. Like literally, we just took almost yeah. an hour break. Yeah, I like this flow for my um, my brain. Beautiful. I'm, I feel much more with it. Mm-hmm.